This is Town Roots Podcast, episode number 42. Welcome to the Town Roots Podcast, the podcast of, about, and for Oakland. No matter if you live in the town, do business here, or are visiting, we have something for you. And now, your hosts, Anthony Wilson and Vincent Hayes. Hey, Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Anthony. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Glad you're here today. We're going to talk about Planter Day, your uh, your your plant um, brick and mortar business, right? You have a brick and mortar store, uh, plant based business. Yes, sir. Uh, we're we're lucky enough to have opened our brick and mortar just about 15 months ago. So we are now established right here in the Rockridge area of Oakland. Nice, nice. So I am sure that I'm going to learn more about plants today than I ever knew. Um, but excited to to hear about your story and hear about your business. So why don't we just start there? Why don't you tell us about Planner Day? Yeah. So uh, there's a few things. Um, you know, ho- hopefully we're more than just a plant store, but we are just that. You know, that's what we sell. We're um, a plant shop in the Rockridge District of Oakland, and we sell indoor tropical house plants. We also sell pots, other plant accessories, and like crafty D- DIY items. But our primary purpose uh, for the business is the use of horticultural therapy to help people heal. And because that's what plants have done for us, you know, really helped us heal through personal traumas, through the pandemic. Um, We are a mission-driven organization because we donate a portion of all of our sales proceeds to the Oakland-based crisis support services of Alameda County. They're a nonprofit based right here in Oakland that provide free suicide prevention services for the East Bay. We're also a community hub where independent vendors, artists, chefs, and more come to have a space where that they uh, where they can share what they craft with our community during weekend pop-ups. And lastly, we we host after hours events. We do like monthly comedy shows. We just started doing workshops. Um, we're having a poetry reading soon. We've held grief groups. Um, but we've, I mean, we've also, um, uh, had students shoot a movie here, uh, covered California, shot a commercial in the shop. Um, and, uh, a whole bunch of photographers have rented out the shop to do photo shoots and headshots. So a lot of different things that we try to open our space up for. Nice. Now you just said a mouthful there. Okay. Now you are the first plant shop I've ever come across as comedy shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you, how'd you pull that together? You know, really just connections from our community. Um, we, we had a customer who came in and we started talking and it turns out we both knew Oscar, the owner of tacos, Oscar, and she, uh, they were the ones who, um, uh, hosted comedy shows at Oscar's, uh, taco restaurant in on 40th Ave, um, or 40th street rather. So they, uh, the, the group that hosts it is a uh, LGBTQIA uh, BIPOC run comedy group called Toxic Thoughts. Um, and, uh, you know, one, of the, one day they just asked us like, hey, can we host a comedy show here? They sold out, you know, within 24 hours and we planned the next one and the next one and the next one. And so how often does that happen? Is that like a regular recurring event? It, it it has turned into one, yeah. So we do it once a month now. It's, we've had about four or five in the shop so far. 
Um, and it's, you know, open to the public, donation-based, um, and BYOB. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to check that out. Well, tell me this, Matt. What was the inspiration for the business? Why a plant shop? Um, well, that's a good question. And it's a, it's a very personal answer that I'd like to share with in every, any customer who comes by. Uh, Planner Day is very much an extension of our lives and personal interests. My father committed suicide in 1998 when I was nine. And that trauma has really affected me my whole life. But uh, it wasn't until I watched my mother succumb to cancer in 2018, 20 years later, I'm 34 now. Um, it wasn't until I went through that experience with her that I started to suffer my own mental health issues. So where plants come in is that I, I really took to outdoor landscaping and gardening, uh, both me and my partner Yumi did, um, as an outlet. And the obsession grew from there. Yumi and I built a garden in our home. Then I quit my job at a tech startup to start running, uh, start working at a plant nursery here in Oakland. And from there, I knew I wanted to start my own plant business and what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So plants helped me cultivate a sense of healing towards myself. And that's exactly what we want to share with our community. And when you started, and thank you for sharing that personal story. I really appreciate that. Of course. Um, how did you originally start using plants as therapy? Did someone tell you about that? Is that something you read in a book? You just, or was it by accident? It was completely by accident. You know, the, honestly, the way it started was that, um, I was taking shifts, uh, watching my mother at the hospital while she was, uh, going through treatment. And I was at the hospital two days on one day off. And one of the days when I had come back um, from from the hosp- from Kaiser, I was sitting and staring out of my living room window, and I saw weeds coming out of the front yard, like the like the like the bark that was in my front yard. And I was like, I need to get outside. I'm just gonna pick these weeds. Started plucking them out. It felt really good, and I made sure I got the roots with the weeds. I started looking into different weed killers and things like that. And the next thing you know, I was ripping up the entire front yard. And then I ran out of space. We planted some beautiful things, started ripping up the backyard. We ran out of space in the backyard and we laid down decorative stone, got a bunch of wine barrels, started planting fruits and tomatoes and uh, flowers, uh, ran out of space back there. So I built a 10 foot tall living wall full of succulents. Um, it was 10 foot tall by 10 foot wide on the back of the house. Um, and then we were really out of space, but uh, I caught the gardening bug uh, from there and it just hasn't stopped. My God, that is more than the bug. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went all in. I love it. And so what was the first thing that you planted? First thing was, um, the first thing really were succulents, um, okay. you know, kind of learn how to take care of them, killed a bunch of them, but killing one and then killing another, um, you know, helped me learn how to actually care for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. And Yumi's really into starting, um, veggies from seed. So she loves doing tomatoes, zucchini, eggplant, um, kale, broccoli, anything. So, uh, yeah, Yumi's my my life partner and business partner. Mm-hmm. 
Now, did she have a green thumb? Were you, were you guys kind of both at the same place with this, learning together, or, or did one of you know a little bit more than the other? Uh, she had always had plants around. Uh, they were mainly for um, for decorative purposes. She has a bunch of plants in her classroom, or when she was a teacher, she did. And um, I, I, me, not so much. Like I said, I was just staring outside one day, and I was like, I'm going to pick these weeds. And it felt really <laughs> great to just dig my hands in the dirt and and uh, i felt a sense of solace that way and something that you asked about er uh, earlier about horticultural therapy i had no idea what that was before i started i just knew it felt good for me you know we all have our ways of healing some people run some people do whatever you know whatever is good for their, for their minds and their bodies at the, that point in time and for me it was it was really being outside and and uh, working with plants so it wasn't until we opened the shop and someone came in and told me that they uh they ran a northern california horticultural therapy network it's a bunch of therapists who um, who teach gardening at prisons and for at-risk youth and things like that. And so they invited me to do a talk with them. And I was just so, you know, astounded at what they've accomplished and how they use gardening to heal people in, in you know, dire situations. That I found out there was actually a group and a term and a community full of horticultural therapists. Have you and Yumi been teaching other people as well? Yeah, yeah. We we do repotting workshops. We teach, you know, Yumi uh, was a second grade teacher with OUSD. So she, this is, you know, she loves teaching. And the shop has really become an extension of her classroom. She teaches people about light requirements, soil requirements, um, how to care for plants, how to repot them. We do repotting workshops and, and things like that how to propagate plants. So she likes to get real scientific about, you know, how she describes um, plant care. And it's amazing. And so Matt, was there an aha moment somewhere along the way where you're like, this is, this is what I need to dedicate my life to like, walk me through that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, the aha moment was when I saw a trailer online and I thought, uh, you know, because I knew I wanted to do something with plants. I wanted to start my own plant store. No one would give me a lease because I didn't even have a business idea, let alone a business name. I didn't even have the name Planner Day. Um, but which, by the way, I, lo I love the name. By the way, thank you. It's <laughs> it's kind of like a playoff <laughs> of Armor Joe's, Trader Joe's, Planter Day, because yeah. my last name is Day. <laughs> um, but the, so the original business concept was to sell plants out of a trailer. Uh, basically on the side of the road. Um, and I bought and renovated a six by 10 trailer to start selling on the side of Lake Merritt. This happened in late 2019 as I was working at the out, outdoor nursery. So late 2019, bought this trailer, renovated it myself. Um, and the weekend that we planned our first pop-up, just going to take it to Lake Merritt, sell it on the side of the road, like with all the other vendors, uh, that very weekend was the same day that the COVID shelter-in-place order hit um, later or earlier in 2020, a few months later. So we were stuck inside the whole uh, with a whole room full of plants. And a few weeks later, we we started doing online sales. Had to pivot to online sales. Um, that and started doing home deliveries for free at that point, just to get the business going. Then repivoted back to pop-ups once it was safe. 
and then finally opened up a brick and mortar. But um, the concept and the aha moment definitely came from the idea of renovating a trailer. And because nobody would sign me a lease, I was going to create my own store and take it anywhere I wanted. I love the creativity in that, right? And I love how you just said that. No one was going to give me a space. No one was going to give me a store. So I created my own. I love that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We, we got to do, especially, you know, at the beginning of the, of the pandemic and those times, we, we had to do whatever we could to <laughs> almost survive. Okay. So pandemic aside, because I think, you know, that was a shock to everyone's um, system and, and continues to be because, you know, who, who knows how far we are through this pandemic, uh-huh. but just business-wise, kind of what's been the biggest surprise to you of being a business owner? Um, the biggest surprise of being a business owner has been, you know, there are good surprises and there are bad surprises. Um, or, you know, there are surprises that are harder to work through, I should say, not, not necessarily bad. There are surprises that teach me a lot about myself and, and the world of, um, you know, small business. On, on the positive side, you know, a great surprise has just been the sheer connections that we've had with people. Um, you know, I, I worked in tech startups before this, you know, and, and you get a, a certain type of person who works there, college educated, um, you know, has a career in software or something like that. And, and running a small business, anyone from any walk of life from anywhere in the world can, you know, who's like visiting can walk into the store. And so my mind has just been expanded so much more by just the genuine connections of anybody and everybody being able to walk into the store and me say hello to them. Where are you from? What kind of plants do you love? Why are you visiting? Um, so that really like fills, I think, both Yumi and I up with love, you know, just the connection from from our community. Um, we also get a lot of other business owners, you know, come in here and, and we get to connect with them. We get to partner with them just through genuine connection. Um, on, the, on the flip side, you know, uh, uh, other other surprises are, are doing it all ourselves. You know, uh, we... We had to work seven days a week um, for almost two years, and and I didn't plan on doing it. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough, but uh, we got through it, and things are a little bit more stable now. So I love your your surprise there. Um, so many times people say, "Oh, you know, I I like this about the business, I like that about the business," and you're in the plant business, right? But but really, you're in the people business. Yeah. And and I think you summed it up there, right? Like what you love about the most is people come in. I make connections with people. I meet people from all walks of life. Um, and and I think that a lot of times business owners don't recognize that they are really in the people business, not the whatever I sell business. You're absolutely right. This is the people business. People come, especially like this Oakland community, they come to support small business, you know, um, and and it's really nice because small businesses can put whatever unique touches and, and and creativity on the businesses that they want. You know, with us, like I mentioned, our store is an extension of us. You know, and our music and the candles and and you know the the you know our there's really not much difference between the house that we live in and the store. So it's nice to be able to bring people and and kind of gather in our second home. 
And so, Matt, what have been your your biggest successes and challenges in being a small business owner? Ooh, that one's going to be a... So there's been so many successes that, um, you know, so Yumi and I, we often reflect on on the steps that we've taken to get to where we're at. And when we're a bootstrap business, very proud of that. Um, we are DIYers. We renovated uh, both the trailer, re- renovated it and re-renovated it multiple times. Um, we we built the shop and renovated um, our brick and mortar on our own with, you know, these four hands, uh, Yumi and I. Um, but some of the other sex successes come with hosting events because without the businesses that hosted us when we were getting started and, you know, generously opened their space, um, we would be nothing um, and we wouldn't have gotten to this point. Um, building community partnerships like with CSS to give back to the community that we live and work in um, is invaluable as a success. Um, we've had the opportunity to partner with amazing businesses like Tacos Oscar, Red Bay Coffee, Oaklandish, and we have some exciting collaborations coming up for this season. Um, but ultimately, success is in the eye of the beholder. Um, for for us, uh, money is not a metric of success. What's more meaningful is that we can provide one sustainable income for employees. We have two people on payroll right now. Um, two donate to charity, a local charity that that um, you know provides healing for our community. Um, Yumi and I were both born and raised in the East Bay. Um, um, three would be uh, providing a platform for other small local businesses to sell their goods at no cost to them. We like to open up our space. Um, and four, uh, just hopefully having a wider impact on the community through our advocacy of uh, self-care and mental health. I love that you said money is not part of the money's not a metric of success for us, right? Because so many people assume that, oh, you have a small business or you have a business and you are rich or you want to be rich. And you rattled off a whole bunch of things there that had nothing, you know, really to do with money. Now, I mean, you have to run a profitable business to do all those things. But, you know, it it is, um, people can measure success and however they want to measure success. It doesn't have to be by, by money. Exactly. I I 100% agree. And thank you for bringing that up. You know, like, as long as we can keep the lights on, we don't have to profit wildly. Um, But if the lights are on in the shop, and we're still in business, we can have that wider impact on the community. So yes, we have to sell plants, we have to bring products in that people love, and do promos and things like that. We are a retail business, just like any other retail business, except our product is living, which we have to take care of them. Um, but um, but it, it's really just fuel for the wider mission of the business, which is to connect our community together. Yeah. Now, what about challenges? What have been your biggest challenges of being a small business owner? Ooh, man, uh, I'm going to go through another laundry list because uh, there have <laughs> been a lot of learnings and mistakes along the way. A lot of things that I'll forever kick myself about. But that's great. Someone will listen to this and they'll say, they'll, they'll learn from it. They'll learn from your learning. I hope so. <laughs> Hopefully I can steer them in the, <laughs> the right direction. But um, one, I'll say that I still work my full-time job at a mental health company called Headspace. 
Um, and while it's not ideal to work two jobs full time, um, I get to say that I'm spoiled because they're both things that I love. Through Headspace, I get to support the mental health. There are 65 million people benefiting from the Headspace platform across the world. So I get to say that I, you know, I'm supporting mental health on a worldwide scale through Headspace and on a micro, you know, small community scale through Planter Day, you know, with each plant sold, you know, hopefully it's providing healing for someone. Um it's some other challenges. Um, Yumi had to take a leave of absence from being a second grade teacher to to work the shop full time. She loves teaching. Like I said earlier, this is her new classroom, but um, she took a big leap of faith in in me and in the business to be able to to do that. And it wasn't easy. Um, But nowadays she's our buyer, our manager, our event coordinator, and my everything. I like to call her our secret weapon. I got mine, get you one, but, um, it can be isolating, you know, um, in terms of challenges, doing the finances or figuring out the finances. Uh, we do the pickups and deliveries, figuring out what people want or like, um, understand how to care for a shop of hundreds of plants, especially during the summertime, um, and how to quit. Uh, keep adequate stock as as seasons change shipping costs rise um you know as a small business I, I i never you know that saying like every penny matters every dollar matters i never knew how true that was until we're counting the pennies off of in margins off of each and every individual item trying to price things and um but uh yeah those are those would be some of the challenges i guess Sorry, one one thing that I'll add <clears throat> is the fear of the unknown is like a huge challenge because um, it's something that, you know, I don't know we'll ever get to, you know, wondering but never knowing how we're actually doing or if we're even growing. Uh, but for, I, I will say, for as long as we can afford to give back to the community, then I'll always consider, you know, this business a success and as a challenge that we're uh, willing to face. Nice. So you said that you and Yumi were both born and raised in the East Bay. Why is it important for you to be an Oakland-based business? So it's important uh, for me to be, for us to be an Oakland-based business. Um, yes, we were both born and raised in the East in the East Bay, basically on either side of Oakland. Um, and Oakland has a lot of support for small businesses through organizations like the Oakland Indie Alliance with RE and engaging neighborhood district associations that promote resources, uh, promotions for new businesses and, um, you know, um, events. Uh, Safety is a huge factor. Um, And other things that just make this city a good and safe place to do business uh, for a a Black-owned business like ours. Um, another reason is that Oakland is home for me and Yumi. We, we have been living here a while. We met in Oakland and one of, it's like one of the tenets for our business is a lesson that my mom always taught me is that help starts at home. Um, if, and the idea behind that is that if you 
if you don't help yourself, you can't help others. You know, if you don't help your family and, and if, if you help your family and yourself and your, your loved ones, then you thrive as a community. And that's exactly what we're doing on, a, on hopefully a bigger scale um, with Planner Day. I love it, Matt. Hey, so as we wrap up here, why don't you tell the listeners how they can find you? Yeah, we're online. Our website is www.planterday.com, all one word. Um, on Instagram, which is where we do most of our updates uh, about events and, and sales and things like that, it's uh, Instagram planter.day. And of course, if you just Google Planter Day, um, hopefully we'll come, <laughs> hopefully we'll be the only ones. Um, yeah. Hey, Matt, fantastic. I absolutely appreciate your time today. My pleasure, Anthony. Thank you for having me and thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for listening to the Town Roots Podcast. For more information about the show, to leave comments and connect with the hosts, head over to www.townroots.com.